for the one standing guard. For the eagle-eyed. For the knights in shining armor. And for all those who support them. We are Granger, your experienced safety partner. Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. Committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com slash safety or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting your cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com right now for free screening resources and recommendations from the American Cancer Society. Don't wait. Early detection can save your life. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com today. Cancerscreeninfo.com. In the shadow of the most powerful city in the world, the Capital Golf Gang is on the air with instructor John Ronis from the Ronis Academy at River Creek, executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, John Gould, and former University of Maryland golfer, Ron Thomas. And now your host, from Afternoon Drive on the Team 980 Radio in Washington, D.C., Steve Zabin. Springtime has sprung, and we are here at Golfdom in Tyson's Corner for another edition of the Capital Golf Gang right here on the Team 980. It is the D.C. area candy store for all things golf. John Ronis, Director of Instruction at the Ronis Academy at River Creek in Leesburg. Little golf clap for Johnny Thank Ronis. You. Johnny. Thank you, fellas. Happy Today. spring. Exactly. Uh, Ron Thomas, former University of Maryland golfer under PGA Tour winner Fred Funk and current board member of the Washington Metropolitan Golf Association Executive Committee of Little Golf. That's me. Thank well. you. And Johnny Gould, Executive Director of the Middle Atlantic PGA and certified golf rules official. Good morning, mm-hmm. everybody. There you go. A nice hearty mm-hmm. clap for you and a, and a big clap for me, your host, Steve Zabin. Small cap. Okay, boys. First, we, this is our first together. We first get together since what happened on Sunday at the Masters. Unbelievable. I'll start with you, Ron. What were you thinking as you watched Tiger Woods come home at the Masters? Well, I was hoping that he could hold on to it for one. That was uh, because I, it would have been tragic, especially on eighteen. I mean, eighteen was the diciest part That's for right. me. Yeah, and How the, more the I, fact the announcers were giving it to him. On walking 17. up 17 fairway. No. I, I almost felt like I was watching a different tournament than those yeah. guys. Uh, but I enjoyed every minute of it. I'm not going to compare it to Nicholas in 86. Because oh, I think I heard Steve Zabin, a guy named Steve Zabin say on the radio, say that, say that it has trumped the 86. And I think that that's impossible because okay. of the age, first of all, and because of the just do you popularity go, of Do you want to go tail the tape on that? I, it's my opinion. I, okay. I'm going to stick with it. All right. Well, my job is to he bludgeon you. He my job is to bludgeon facts. you into right. an alternate opinion. What, three years this is what I do right. for a living, Ron. Yeah, Come right. on. Yeah. Okay. So, by the way, your son Winston is how old? He's eleven. Is he a? I know he's a Ricky head. Is he a Tiger head? Uh, no, but he. I mean, he appreciates the talent. So, eleven-year-old Winston history. wasn't jacked up for this thing. Uh no he was but I'm not gonna say no he wasn't jacked up he thought it was he doesn't neat. understand yeah it. he doesn't he, he doesn't, doesn't understand Ronis, what do you what do you make of that I, I find this fascinating well he, it's just like Larry Bird and Dr J and even getting to Michael Jordan 
that there's no historical pr- perspective on Tiger Woods making a comeback because they don't even know what he did. He's 11 years old. Winston's 11 years old. The last time Tiger won a major was before that. So, or 11 years ago, whatever it yeah. was. So the fact is, he has no idea about Tiger so being. What? But Tiger's not as cool as Tiger. Ricky and Jordan and those guys. Whoa. It's true. It's true. He's an old man to them. He's old. Yeah. yeah. With, the, with the hat on, he still looks better, more dynamic, more athletic than everyone. And that includes little polo-wearing pipsqueak Justin <laughs> Thomas. That includes, you know, nice guy Jordan Spieth. I, I don't There's care no if question. he is 43 no years well, well, old. This is he has our an aura. perspective. Absolutely. But no, no, you're right, the kid's perspective. Okay. I agree with you okay. from our perspective, okay. from an 11-year-old's perspective. Okay, fair enough. I'm just wondering, is your son, Ron, typical of 11-year-olds? Are 11-year-olds now who are watching the game, love the game, play the game, are they not electrified by Tiger Woods? No, they possess an affinity for the guys that they, the players that they have been watching wow. as they've been growing up. But, Ricky, Ricky Fowler. There's in particular, a, my son is 17 and he's a baseball player, but I'm watching the Masters and he looks over the balcony and he goes, who's winning? And I go, Tiger. And he goes, what tournament is it? I said, the Masters. He goes, Tiger's about to win the Masters. <laughs> yeah. So there is what th- tournament is it? <laughs> yeah, there's a age that 15, 17, 18, they do know a little bit about Tiger Woods in golf and the non golfers. That's all they know. That's a difference. Winston's a golfer. My son's not. So he only knows Tiger Woods. Right. So there's, there's different perspectives that people look at it or kids look at it. So coming down the stretch, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I'll say this. This is kind of hard for me to say, but I was involved in a Calcutta, and I'll never do that again. I'm serious. Right. I'll, be, I'll never do that again. Because had, you were rooting I had, against. I had, I had Molinari, and I had Finau. In a yeah. large Calcutta. Oh, so you were seethingly mad. I, no, I wasn't seethingly mad because I had a Should fallback, but I'm not going to make that mistake again because it did affect my viewership. Of course it of did. the tournament. Yeah. Of yeah. course it did. Yeah. You it's were... like you now with all your gambling you're doing oh. on these games. <laughs> <laughs> gambling <laughs> on sports. These, these are here at this tor- $50 triple parlays. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. And, and, and talk about Molinari. I mean... This is easy to say. We've all done it as golfers. He's one swing and a pine cone mm. from walking away with it. That's it. One swing he, and a pine cone. Yeah, but one very big mental mistake by all three of those guys. And they did not have the experience going down the stretch at the Masters to know what to do on 12. How, all three of those guys. How is that possible? I agree, Steve. They cannot get themselves to do it. The average Joe Schmo I watch one golf tournament a year knows about 12. They know about the right pin position. They know about don't hit it in the water. Even if they just watch Spieth, what was, how many years ago was that? Two years ago? That they, if they could just know right. that, you know, that, that, that would be enough. But, yeah, that, that's a little mind-boggling. That like, they, they, I'm sure they know. It's just physically okay. have, making themselves do it. Okay, so that's the question I want to get into, and I'll, I'll pose it to you, John Ronis, as an instructor, and you, Ron Thomas, as a player, competitor who has to make that shot under pressure or a shot similar. How don't they just take an extra club and blast it over and say the worst I'm taking here is four, not five? Well, I'll tell you, from a tournament perspective, you have that green that gets very narrow. Even over that bunker, it gets fairly narrow. Ten paces. Yeah, you have 
if you go over the green, especially if you hit on the downslope just over the green, you can roll that thing right into the azaleas. Now you're hitting back towards the water, and you could easily make seven from there. So what they're afraid of doing as they're standing there, let's say they're aiming over the bunker, they're taking the right mindset. But they're saying at the last second, better not pull this, because if I pull it, it's going five yards longer. If it goes five yards longer, it's going to hit the banking roll up there. I'm going to be chipping back towards the water. Fan it. Fan, short right, hits a bank in the water. So it's just the mindset of Tiger just has more confidence and knows it so much better that he executed. It comes down to executing, and they did not execute when they had to. And that's the difference. Tiger did. 16 is another example. Interesting. That's perfect the best, execution. That's the best defense of those mistakes that I've heard. Uh, t- Ron, chime in on that. Uh, I echo those sentiments, and in particular, I can't. Th- I, you can't discount the number of times that Tiger Woods has had to hit that shot under that kind of right. pressure. Mm-hmm. That I mean, to know to execute it, know that you can do it. More than have, Finau, more than Molinari. Well, how about the guys in front of him? More than just about anybody. Wasn't yeah. it four of six? Yeah. Four and of Kepka six. as well, yeah. Right. And what do you guys think the biggest shot of the tournament down the stretch for Tiger was? What do you think the biggest shot was? Uh, the, the iron at 16 was about, the one that secured I think it. Was I, ah. the, I think the ghosts, the most important shot was a drive on 17. Because those ghosts, when he's been in the lead, he was in, in the two strokes up on uh, DeMarco, and he finished bogey-bogey, went to a playoff, he won. Uh, he has butchered 17 for many right. a year, and that drive, I think, just gave him the confidence, although 18 was a little well, shaky. And the thing I was, I was looking at in terms of this whole thing, uh, when we're talking about 12, you're talking about the drive on 17, is the other guys were at the top of their game, especially Molinari. Tiger has not been, and yes, he has the experience that we've just been talking about, how many times he's, he's hit that shot on that hole. But it, And I owe him an apology because I said it on this radio show. I didn't think he had the efficiency to his game to be able to pull off those shots. He, the, he drove the ball spectacularly all week. Mm-hmm. But the, be, to be able to pull off that shot when he needed I thought he'd lost that ability. And I was wrong. There's no question. Shot of the tournament was his recovery on 11. He got loose on 10, put it behind in a magnolia made bogey. That's an easy driving hole 10. Yeah. Way wild. Yep. Way right into the trees on 11 and now things are getting dicey he got a good break but he made a great recovery through the trees onto the green two putt par and that's when i thought he had saved two days in a, r- in a row yeah that same spot two days in a row and he also made birdie from off the trees on 13 mm-hmm. from behind he made, the green on 15 right? made right made bir- he made birdie or par from the trees four or five times yeah so that's the course that you can do it on and that's why he won now let's talk about the atmospherics of it after he made, after he tapped in to win, the chance of Tiger, 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 unbelievable. Never in the history. Maximus, Maximus, Maximus. <laughs> Am I wrong? Didn't it feel no, like that? Awesome. Yeah, it was incredible. I've, can you ever remember any one of you guys, fans chanting a player's name? No, no, I can't. I mean, loud cheers no. for when, for example, when Mickelson made his, but not anything like a chant like that. Oh, I think again. I remember a Jack oh, is again. back kind oh, of thing. Again. Yeah, never oh, yeah. in those days. Did they ever chant Nicholas? No, yeah. no, it's too hard. Well, in, so, in '86 to see Jack, you know, go in because of course he was done early, so he went in. Right. For him to come out and see him, you know, the right. hands up and the security yeah. guards and everything, we never thought we'd see anything close to that at Augusta. No. We did see it this year. I still am going to stick to my guns that the actual victory, the the championship, the winning of the Masters by Nicholas at that time was more uh, unexpected, I feel. 
Because Jack was that. Jack was, had no yeah. business in I mean, 86. Could, I think you could argue both ways that Jack's game was miserable going into the Masters. Tiger's was on the upswing, but just the whole historical point. But we always said if if Tiger was going to win another tournament, it would be at Augusta. Right. Jack was not going to win any more golf tournaments. So speaking of Jack and Tiger, is the pursuit of summiting Mount Nicholas back on again? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> what, a, what an absolutely. unbelievable thought that this could be Isn't it even though? yeah and it makes us all all of us who questioned and who doubted this person it really needs to make us think about ourselves and how we get too caught up no, no it, it doesn't no, no, no it doesn't, doesn't. absolutely tiger not. himself thought he was done no yeah. but, it, but it's tiger woods and we should have never discounted this human being ever and all I, the things I've we've watched him do well, for that it. long let's face it we weren't really rooting for the human being coming up 18 we're rooting I'm for able the story. to differentiate between the human being and the player Ron and did what, you did you read the post story about yes. the surgical aspect yes. of this it's a miracle procedure? it's unbelievable and, and, and you John Ronis having had back surgeries understand this better than anybody Tiger went to fusion because it was a last resort at quality of life period correct that's it correct so he thought he was done yeah because, nine out of ten doctors would have said he's done yep I never had a surgery so don't in my life. Don't lecture me, Ron Thomas, but, about we need to think about our no, lives for doubting Tiger but Woods. But we were not focusing our, I'm not going to say negative, but we weren't, our assessments of Tiger Woods and his game were not related so much to the health. It was more related to the disarray that his life had become. Well, there's that as well. And that was another layer that's, on top of that's it. That's why the comeback he, is so special. Yes. yes. Because but his there game are, was so, not there. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's game. Yeah. It's life. It's injury. No one's done that. No yeah. one's done that. But if anybody could do it, it was him, and he did it. That is right. true. Right. That I mean, is my true. Gosh. Especially right. as it pertains to the game. Who, who would have ever said he's never going to win again? Who said here, right, in this row, that he's All never going to win yeah. again? Now, we, I think a few of us said he's going to win once. I said, that I was said he'd never win a major. We were right he, back there. I said before he would the, never win. Before the fusion, yeah. Yeah. I said yeah. he... Yeah. Before the back fusion surgery, I said, and before he was crashed out on Memorial Day weekend. Goofballs, as you call them. up on goofballs, right. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Before uh, gorked out on jack pills. <laughs> um, Nicholas pills? Before. before <laughs> Is he taking Jack Nicholas pills? Before that, I said he'd win one more, and it would be the Masters because it's such a short field. And then I downgraded that to, no, he's done. Because that's Tiger's own opinion. He was done. Yeah. Back fusion. Anyway, it's a remarkable thing. A couple of things to mop up on this. How do you feel about now all of the looky-loos coming into the big tent that is golf because of Tiger to browse around and maybe give the sport another thought? I'll start with you, John Gould, on the far end. Well, I welcome it. I mean, that is, you know, the... Uh, <clears throat> The benefit, the payoff of all this for the golf industry is enormous. Uh, the PGA Championship, you know, we just moved that from August to May. Well, that's the next major now at Bethpage, a place where he's won. You know, not that it needs a lot of help t- TV-wise, but that's going to be huge eyeballs. Right. Uh, and that relates to purchases in golf shops, people playing, people watching the uh, uh, the tournament for ratings, and that what that leads to, you know, we, we desire. We've always thought it was going he was going to grow golf just by being himself and that we would have my, more minorities more kids playing but it's still a big boom and that hasn't happened but it's still a big boom in terms of overall golf economy and it's huge it. it's huge we had the 
Kep- we had the Kepka Ivan Lendl effect as far as what I was. And, and <laughs> I know, handsome, Ronnie, you think he's not as boring as Molinari or Molinari's not as boring as Kepka. But well, that's a good debate. Who's need- more ratings death, Molinari or Kepka? Yeah, we, needed, uh, we needed that. We needed a Ricky. We needed a Tiger or someone who would just get that instant kind of push and people excited, people talking about it. And then, you know, as the weather kicks in, they get out there and they play a little bit more or they buy a Nike shirt or whatever it is. But you know know that there's some people, though, that say what happens after he's done again? Then what? Then he's done. We'll we'll take advantage of what we can get. Take what you can get now? The timing is what is even more special because of the, the Masters in April leading off the season for most of the country. Whereas if it was maybe the PGA Championship in August and the season was kind of ending, yep. you know, this is that's, for that's his, a good his point, tour championship John. win. It was right before mm. the Ryder Cup, and it was a it was significant, but it didn't have any impact on the golf industry because there was just other things going on, and it was at the end of the season. I think you're discounting what the juice that there would have been for the Molinari Slam going <laughs> yeah. into yeah. the PGA <laughs> next. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Ron, your thoughts on the Tiger effect? Um, my thoughts on the Tiger effect are. It, it, to speak very candidly, I struggle with the idea that people get into the game just because someone wins a golf tournament. So uh, there's a part of me that is – I've played the game for so long and for so many years that I, I feel that if you're really going to play the game, then you need to dive into the game. Play the game for play. its own rewards. That's exactly its own right. Treasure. But it's, so it's I, an entrance drug is the right. interest – and then I pick up a club, and then I hit a ball, and then hopefully you're hoping. Well, no, hopefully then after they pick up their club, yeah, they get fitted. Then they go see their PGA okay. professional, so and they relax. learn to play a, a game of the of life, a, a lifetime, Time and game. you learn how to right. play it properly. Right. And then buy 11 mock shirts <laughs> right. that don't fit you. you right. got to rip it up, too, your, first. got to get with your 40. Well, the, day, the day after the Masters, I came rolling down in my medium red mock, medium and my red wife mock. looked at me and said, uh-uh, no. Yeah. It does not happen. He did. Like look, a teletubby. <laughs> he did look good out there. And, yeah. you, and you, the one thing i got to say is the way the fans embraced him, it's just Tiger. it's such an you know incredible. What? Here's the real story, thing. though, is the look on his son's face when they were walking from the, the green to the clubhouse. Yep. And he was just looking around in awe like it was an amusement ride. Yep. And that's, I think, why Tiger did it. Oh, yeah. no he said question. That. He and said so, that explicitly. Yeah. And the kid's so cute, it's unbelievable. And what he said to LaCava, his caddy, said, uh, we did it. We did it. And that, I love that. We. We yeah. did that. Did you read that? Those are his lips. He looked at them and he said, yes. we, and yeah. they did like that un- and, uncomfortable kind of high five <laughs> slap. <laughs> and but Ron, imagine, the, imagine the excitement there. I and mean, Ron, a couple times you've talked about the we in a negative sense when it when there when we decided on this and it went wrong or we did something on a putt when it's yes. certainly the player but this is a good example of using the we that's because it's forced with speeth and wasn't with tiger all right yeah. capital golf gang team 980 we're coming to you from the dmv's number one golf candy store golf in tyson's corner when we come back we'll play a quick nine my nine hypotheticals either ors We'll do it next as we are here on a Sunday morning in the D.C. area and springtime is upon us. We're back after this. Stay tuned for more from the Capital Golf Gang on the Team 980 and the Team 980 app. Listening to the Capital Golf Game, a foursome of men with tight pants, tighter wallets, and vanity handicaps. 
We are back at Golfdom in Tyson's Corner. Springtime has sprung. A little spritz of rain and everything just pops. So green right now. So few weeds. Ron Thomas in all of our turf grasses. <laughs> it's yet. Yeah, exactly. Zip, zip it's heaven. It, it really is. I sit no there. Uh, I know. You're like, oh, it's so great. The cool season grasses are dominating right now. All the all the weeds can't get in there. Well, that'll change Steve. by August, right, John how's Gould? The, how's yeah. the mower going, Zip? Steve, yes. are you, yeah. Yeah, are you yeah. cutting your own grass? I am, and I'm behind schedule, as oh, always yeah. in the springtime. <laughs> it, May is a siege when it comes to mowing your grass. <laughs> brutal. And then like it slows day. down in the dead of summer. Special props to my son for mowing this weekend. Appreciate it. Oh, good very boy. nice. Good, good, good on you. John Ronas, Ron Thomas, John Gould joining me here on the Capital Golf Gang. Let's play a quick nine. Here we go. Hole number one. Shot chart of the Masters. Oh, I should have handed this out to you guys ahead of time. I'm going to give it to you right now. Here, here's your packet, by the way. Just oh, pass thank that you down very if you much. don't mind. Thank you. Media press packet. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, turn it to uh, turn page it to the eight, please. T- turn it to uh, page three. There is a website that tracks the number of shots shown on television of major tournaments, and you'll see the shot chart of the Masters final round. Molinari had 70 of 72 shots shown. Tiger had 69 of 70 shots shown. Kepka 59, Finau 59, Shoffley 36, Poulter 28, Cantley 24, Webb Simpson 14, Ricky Fowler 12, and then look at who's down at number 12 on the list. With only 10 shots shown on Sunday, he finished tied for second, Dustin Johnson. Question. Yeah, I, was, I was wondering why I wasn't showing uh, more on the camera. Uh, uh, I get paid the that's same inc- whether is, or not I, you know, I'm on TV or not. That's yeah. incredible. Isn't that incredible? That, that's a really good producer is what that is. I will say that was a good he, producer. A good producer who didn't. People don't like to watch him. I know well, it sounds no. crazy. <laughs> but, he finished T2. So what? So what? But, I, I would have liked to have watched Molinari's. I know we're going to go there, but why didn't they show Molinari's shot on 15? His second shot that hit it left over by the pine tree. That was not televised. Before, so that's the, one before of the he two dumped shot. it in the water? Yeah, the one that hit the pine cone. The shot before well, can't, that can't was not that shown. Either. I mean, they even missed one that, of Tiger's shots. Yeah, the How layer. Dare they? That was one of the big stories, that the shot that cost Molinari the tournament, arguably, the bad layup, was the one, one of two shots that were not shown. Yeah. I, I didn't. Is that good producing, Ron? No, but okay, not showing Dustin you, Johnson is good producing. Well, you, you are an anti djite I will yeah. say, though, that Dustin Johnson's run was so late that I, I think he, what was he, he was four or five under late in the round, wasn't he? Ron Schmann. Well, the old, okay. our, our late, old, early, he's, he, is, he was one of the pre-tournament favorites. He's not, is he number one in the world? Yeah, he's number one in the world. Yeah. <laughs> number one in the so, world. See, with okay. shots. So this is, this is the, my question. What infuriates you the most about television coverage of professional golf? That's the question on hole number one of our quick number nine. Nothing at Augusta annoys me at all when it comes to... Ron, you're not going to get invited there. Stop kissing up to the green jackets. Oh, I'll play there one day, but not even Jim Nance's syrupy. Oh, yeah. So, so, so. That's an excellent point, Ron, but but I will say what usually bugs me about PGA Tour coverage in general, not just Augusta, is we see all of Tiger's shots when he's in 25th place. 
at least this time he was leading. Right, right. And we were interested. And I, I wonder how the double T start uh, in the morning because of the rain, how it affected this uh, these numbers, how that would be mm-hmm. different if it was a normal okay. 3 o'clock shot. All right, let's keep going here. Ronis, what do you hate I, about I, television I, golf? I have nothing to say. Mine. Come I think, on. I think they're, they're, they're good at what they do. And you know what? Honestly, it's just I want the big names up there because I, I can't watch a tournament of someone that's All right. well, I you know, know what annoys me quickly are commercials enough. commercials okay, and we them. don't have no we don't have any at the masters hardly any so that's why i think it's perfect and that's why it's even more incredible that they only show dj only 10 shots when they have so few commercials and so much airtime what i hate is that i, I don't want to see any guy lining up a putt don't yeah. cut Especially away when it takes a long. cut away mm-hmm. show somebody else that's i don't want to yep. see stalking uh hole number two quick nine post round beer yes no Imperative. I, I have too much on my plate. I got to get home for something. I can so either drop off. So, Gould, you say or... imperative. Yeah. Ronis, you say you not got too big, much going not on. A big beer Ron, guy anyway. Six and a half years, I haven't had a cocktail. So All right, no, sarsaparilla. Post round sarsaparilla, Ron. <laughs> Arnold Palmer. That's my drink. No, no, are you, you know what a sarsaparilla is? Do you get it? Are you in favor of a post round drink or not? No, when you're done, no, 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 Ronnie, 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 let me explain this to you. When me and you play and we're done the round, do you want me to stay and have a diet? No, I get the hell out of town. Okay, Okay. I'm with I'm with Ron as well, that if we haven't addressed our man versation sufficiently over five hours, shame on us. Yeah, we're done. Time to go. Fred Couples was on Faraday and he said the same thing. He said, people be like, stay around, Freddie. And he's like, wow. I've been around here all five hours. Okay, hole number three. Jason Duffner has a endorsement for something called Dude Wipes, which he says is self-explanatory. Would you, if you were a player, have a limit on potentially embarrassing things you would endorse and have on your Shirt, hat, wherever. Ron, is there a limit for you, or would you happily endorse? It depends on how much money I had in a bank. If I needed money, then I would Would probably... you endorse dude butt wipes? No. <laughs> You're literally <laughs> saying, yeah, these, get these butt wipes. They're good for getting your no. butt and the wipe nice and clean. I'd no. like to see him on that commercial. Ronis? Yeah. I, I have a limit. You <laughs> I definitely have a limit. Have a and limit. it probably starts at dude wipes. Okay. Johnny Gould. I, I'm with uh, with uh, Ronnie here. It depends on what kind of money I'm making. If I'm barely making the cuts and I'm and I'm struggling to be out there, I yes. think my uh, my limit is a lot lower. My name and reputation is worth far more okay. than money. All right, hole number four. What's the harder shot, the delicate chip off of flat bare hard pan, or the forty yard bunker shot? <laughs> The hard pan the, the scares delicate me. chip off of the hard pan. That scares the Because you the have Jesus no control over that. That's a physicality of the turf. Where a 40-yard bunker shot, you can master that. Who can master it? I can. Not many. Really? <laughs> Absolutely. How about, how about Molinari's shot on 18 oh, on phenomenal. Saturday? Yeah, it's phenomenal. unbelievable. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. With a gap wedge. <laughs> Yes, That's right. Exactly. That's what yeah. I'm saying. You can. Yeah, you know. have tools. You can do this. Yeah, I can. So you're, <laughs> and I, I. I've got it too. I, Ronnie, I can't hit a driver, but I can hit that 40 yard bunker shot. It's like the hardest shot in golf. Yeah. Okay. No. So you guys all say the 40 yard bunker shot? No, I'm. I'm with the oh, hard, hard pin. Yeah. No, 40 yard bunker shot. I can Ron, believe Ron that. Is, so Ron is correct. 40 yard bunker shot is more terrifying because there's you can blade that 50 yards over the green. A, a hard pin chip, you might scub it. But it's going to be in play. Yeah. Unless you're Any, trying to hit that over a bunker. Trust me, anyone who has ever gone bunker to OB 
knows the yeah. terror of yes. trying to catch See, a fish. I, 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 my play is to chunk it about 20 yards. I still have a long uphill putt. Just I, I'm worried about the blade. Hold on, Steve, really yeah. quickly, and I know we're up against it, but Bunker OB, John, quickly, what's the new rule on that now? Well, there's the you you have the one-stroke option to just play out of the bunker, but you're going to have now a two-stroke option to come out of the bunker behind the bunker. What? Yeah. So when I blade bunker, one at Pinehurst out of a greenside bunker into somebody's yard, add very two, doable. Pull it out. D- to add two, pull it out, and not even hit from the bunker again? Well, actually, you know, you know that's unplayable. I think I'm referring to the wrong rule. That's only okay. for unplayable. We'll get, we'll get back anyway, to that. We'll, we'll, we'll work on that. Rules. Hole number five. Did you see the European Tour's viral video of Andy Sullivan attempting to make a hole-in-one with a 500-shot stipend? And it shot 270. He drained it. You saw that? I did watch it. And he, uh, he ran down that hill very fast, and I kept on thinking, Finau, he's going to roll his ankle. But that was awesome. I didn't see it. Yeah, they gave him 500 balls, and on shot number 270, he made it. It was 175 yeah, yards downhill par 3. It was in the, the what was he like seven irons? Two, I don't know, but at like shot two ten, he left it dead in the heart, right on the edge. He also ricocheted one off the pin once, <laughs> but it was deep. I mean, the ball was in the air for a long time, but he made it. And okay. the European and tour is very so good with these things. They always yeah. get they're, they're hitting hickory clubs. They're right. doing things like this. Yep, uh, and. You get to appreciate, and that's why I think it hurts us in the Ryder Cup, because you get to appreciate some of their players because the European Tour does such a good job with making their players relatable. Yeah, who the hell's Andy Sullivan? Right, and our guys. No idea. He's and good. Our guys are that. corporations. They don't do anything like that. Where, where, are, uh, where is uh, the legion of uh, VPs in Panavidra to do the same thing? Why aren't they yeah. picking up on you this? You would think that they could Live get under par. Duffner instead of dude wipes. Maybe he could do that for some money. <laughs> I think money. it's the players. I don't think it's the tour. I think the players want to do it? No, I think they're corporations. Shots. They don't, they're, they're just there to make their money and get Interesting. out. Interesting. Yeah. Well, is the concept, though, of giving a pro 500 shots for a hole-in-one Cool or stupid? I think it's cool. I, if the very hole in one is, is kind of stupid. I suck it's me stupid in. if you don't make one. <laughs> yeah, I guess if, the, if it doesn't work out, Seems you don't have to publish it, right? Seems to be a waste of a day. Do you have a beer day. after you go 500 shots for a hole in one? No, yeah. I've been out there all day <laughs> trying to make a hole in one. Slam. Hole number six. Should any par three ever be longer than 220 yards? For no. what? No. You heard... As as Stanley said in the office, did I stutter? No, the answer is no. Any part never three for normal play. ever be over two hundred and twenty yards? Never no. for normal play, in my opinion. Never for anyone. Mm. Ron, uh, the equipment nowadays, yes. No, the a hybrid. A hybrid is. Yeah. I mean, you These don't need to hit, hit a four iron. Two twenty. That, that's no. what amazes the two hundred thirty-four yard sixth or whatever it is at Augusta. I mean, it's like two thirty-four and they're five five irons. Yeah, yeah it's, it's four. Downhill. It's four at. It's oh yeah. Four is the long one. Six is a little bit shorter yeah, downhill. It's downhill. Ronis, good for no. you. You are on the right side of this issue. A par three is a accuracy hole meant to test you trying to get it close to the pin. Anyone from 220 is just trying to put it on the green. Just praying. And that Especially when I have pros. to hit a high hook drive right. to get it 230. Beth, Beth Page is going to have one that's like 256. And what's, the, and, what's, and what's the point of that? Yeah. With 17? What's yeah. the point of a, of a par three that long? What's Nothing. that testing? I, I think it's just Nothing. making you hit Tests. different clubs Nothing. in your bag. Nothing. We don't want to hit sandwiches and 
pitching yeah. wedges to every par three. Yeah, on no tour. Reason. What's well, no reason. This is on tour. How about this? A new rule that says you have to hit every club once during your round. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why are you guys laughing at what, me? What's, I'm trying to grow the game here. What's the next hole? <laughs> <What's the next? laughs> you, you're like Rory Sabatini. You've walked ahead of me <laughs> right. straight yeah. to the next hole. I'm on the next tee. Okay. Number Hole number seven. Uh, would you prefer to play a round of golf with a supermodel who stinks or an average-looking LPGA player? Stinks like smell? Yeah, does she smell? She's terrible. She, she shoots a supermodel who shoots 130 or an average-looking LPGA player who shoots 72? So, in my opinion, the looks kind I hate to say it, it sounds ridiculous, but it doesn't mean anything. But if the supermodel has a great personality and is fun to be with yes, for four hours, yes, I'm with she it, would. then yeah. And the, if the LPGA player is concentrating on her game and we have no conversation, I certainly would rather be with the supermodel and vice versa. If the LPGA player, I could care less what she looks like. If she's fun and we have a good time. Who cares? Okay. Right. So I don't care. Good who political I'm answer. With. I'm just yeah, saying, all things being equal, I would w- rather play with a good player. You no. know, so the things the things equal about what you're saying, personality and being fun to be with. I would much rather watch 65 good shots than 130 terrible ones. Yeah, <laughs> I don't watch anyone Roddy. shots. Anyways. Well, the variables for me are simple. One, am I married? And two, what nationality is the supermodel? Because I have preferences. <laughs> of accents? Yeah, do you I'm care, more, do you more care about the nationality of the LPGA yeah. player? Uh, a little bit, yes, okay. but I've got to be careful there. If she's Korean and needs a translator, does that matter? <laughs> it does a little bit. Yes. Yeah. If she's Sandra Gal from Germany, ooh, Sandra Gal. <laughs> By the way, that's a, that was a good question, wasn't it? Excellent question. A little dicey, but still on that green. All right, finally, hole number nine in our quick nine here on the Capital Golf Gang. Do you bet on golf? Yes or no? And, Ron, given your anecdote about the Masters, what are the good things and the bad things about wagering on PGA Tour events? I, I mean, I, don't, I just do the Calcutta. I don't That's call DraftKings or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it, the, it was bad. I shouldn't have done it. I had the potential to make a lot of money. With, kind of feel dirty about it. I, well, I didn't like it because it affected the way that I, I have revered and literally worshipped this golf tournament since I was a child, and I was disappointed. You sullied its reputation by I, gambling I on did. it. I did. I did. It affected my viewership. You should gamble on the Zurich Classic, not on the Masters. <laughs> Let let the FedEx St. Jude be the place you get your heat on. Yeah. Uh, do you guys? Uh, well, you probably can't wager on Mr. Gould. No, there's no. I mean, certainly I'm not going to wager on uh, our section events. But there's nothing about uh, tour and uh, and anything and that we do. But I, I just don't. I, I I actually gambled. I bet against the USA team on the Ryder Cup just as a uh, on principle. Well, no, really, no. as a, a backup. You know, I wanted USA to win. But oh, a happiness hedge. Yes. Got hedge. it. That is, is exactly Rodas, do you bet? I am a non-gambler yeah. um, for, for anything, actually. But if I walk by a basketball court and there's a 14-year-old on there, I will say three-pointer for a buck. Yeah. <laughs> I will On myself, I will bet 100% of the time. Yes. So if okay. I'm playing golf, I'm betting. Up and down for a All buck? Right. Anything. All right. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm betting. It's a good quick did nine, Did you play boys. a wager? On, did you bet on the Masters at all? Uh, not tomorrow. I don't think so. No, I don't uh, think so. I didn't have anything I like a it. good pool. I don't mind dabbling, pool. but you're right, Ron. At certain big events, you start to then get all confused as yeah. to what am I pulling for yes. here? Speaking who of that, that guy for? who put, yeah. what, 90,000 down or something? 80, yeah. uh, 85 grand. On yeah. Tiger at 14 to 1. Yeah, good. Un- good. One of the most unbelievable good stories ever. Good okay, uh, coming up, we're going to go local, talk about what's going on in the Middle Atlantic section and the DMV here as spring 
has sprung. Come on by to Golfdom. Get yourself all geared up. And we'll finish out today's edition of the Capital Golf Gang right after this. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang, Washington, D.C.'s radio golf authority for over 15 years. are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who will knock your lights out if you dare to ask for a gluten-free hot dog at the turn. Welcome back. Final segment here, Capital Golf Gang. Zabe, John Ronis, Ron Thomas, John Gould. Let's get local, boys. What's happening in the Middle Atlantic PGA? Well, we've got a really interesting uh, local uh, uh, aspect to a national tournament. So the uh, National PGA Professional Championship is in Bluffton, South Carolina this weekend. Oh, that's right. Uh, starts Sunday. It's on the Golf Channel, which is unusual for us. Uh, you know, uh, So 16 of our MAP Mid-Atlantic PGA members have qualified uh, and are going to be playing at uh, Belfair, uh, which is a uh, Tom Fazio-designed uh, east and west course. Down in South Carolina, I'm actually going to attend Monday and Tuesday, support our, our players. And um, Who's in it from our section? Well, there's 16 of them. I'm yeah, gonna, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, You're going to miss a few guys, gonna right? going to miss a few, right. so I'm not going to say all. Well, we have one of four women in the event. Uh, Joanna Coe from Baltimore Country Club is one of them. Brian Jackson, our section champion. Former champions Chip Sullivan and David Hutzel, to, na- to name a few. Now, hold on. The women play in a separate? No, the same event, uh, 87% of the yardage. Oh. Same event. She can't qualify for the PGA Championship, which is the end right. of the, the uh, top 20 qualifier for the PGA Championship at Beth, Beth, Beth Page uh, in May. But she can win the national championship, which is comes with a lot of benefits uh, and, and a little bit of cash, too. So, that you know, we don't, we don't see our, our PGA professionals on TV very much. They'll be on Golf Channel starting Sunday night through Wednesday. Uh, so it's pretty big. And this has us. always been televised. It's just been later on in the year yeah, because yeah, the PJ was in August. Right, or so. Correct. Yeah. It moved to April because the PJ championship moved to May. John, how many 16 from the re, from our uh, section? How many? How do you think that compares to some of the other sections? It's it's probably the most. Wow. Uh, New England uh, might have 13 or 14. We have we have a couple defending champions and exemption. Uh, Craig Callens down from Richmond CCV was in the top 20 last year, so got exempt this year. Uh, so we had 13 qualified our section championship, but three were exempt. That's so that great. gets us to 16. Speaks volumes to the There's, section. There is there is some some issues with the qualifying process now that the northeastern guys have to go a lot earlier than they than they used to. So their games they're saying they're not as in good a shape, but we'll right. see what yeah. happens. Some of them have to go to Florida. Yeah, right. A lot of garage work for yeah. the northern um, guys. Yeah, or the it'll heated be, bays. It'll be interesting. I can't. I mean, first of all, I think from a overall flow standpoint of the golf calendar. The PGA in May is a home run. Love it. Yep. It's perfect because you don't lose that momentum off the Masters. So we're going to get this now in a couple of weeks. But at a northern course like Bethpage, I, I, I'm curious, Ron, as to I, what the turf conditions I, are going to be like. To, I go to Rhode Island for my alumni tournament every year. It's yes. like 9th or 10th of May. And? There are no leaves on the trees. Still. At all. Ever. Really? Wow. Ever. And so the that's Rhode Island. That's Rhode Island, but it's not a whole lot. When is the tournament, John? Southern Rhode Island. When's the PGA PGA? Championship? It is. uh, It's the week following that, so it's May fifteenth through eighteenth, I believe. Yeah. 
So it's going to eliminate and some of the northern courses, I think, depending on how this Beth Page goes. Yeah, like and Oak Tree. You can't have it at Oak Hill or whatever in Rochester. Oh, Although York. they're having the senior PGA the week after at Oak Hill. Are they? Oh, really? boy. Yeah, that's correct. Jeez. Okay. They're still yeah. getting snow. Uh, Ron, yeah. what's happening uh, in our region here? Uh, well, we've got the Bellhaven Four Ball Invitational, which is next weekend. So as this airs on Sunday, it will be coming up. That's a prestigious tournament, and uh, I'm fortunate to be playing in that. We've also got the U.S. Open local qualifier that is going to be coming up, and I, for some reason, signed up for that. But, uh, nice, just to, get, just to get tournament round. That's on May 7th. Love it. Hey, where, and where is the U.S. Open uh, qualifier? Worthington Manor. I'll be playing oh, against yeah. all the hot shots. But it's just to get a, an experience and get Ronis. around. And Ronis has some guys. And one second. Yeah. Uh, also, I want to give a shout-out to Coach Deanna Cantu and assistant coach Emily Gempel over at the University of Maryland. They qualified for the regionals, so they are going down to Auburn, Alabama, to play in the NCAA regionals. And one more shout-out, Peter Knade, who is a wonderful player for the University of Maryland. He's from Easton, Maryland. He finished second at the Ohio State Scarlet Golf Course. I'm not sure exactly what the name of the tournament was, but it was a significant golf tournament. And he shot 70-66 to finish second in a very strong field. So that's good. a good shot. Ronnie, out. just to follow up on the U.S. Open qualifier, also uh, Tuesday, so coming up two days after this airing, the U.S. Women's Open qualifiers at Springfield uh, on April 30th. And I, both for, for the event, Ron's playing at Worthington Manor as well as this event in Springfield on Tuesday. This is a great opportunity for our listeners out there to go watch some awesome golf for free. Uh, you can walk with the players. Uh, they mostly you play thirty six in one day, right? So as do the yeah. women on on Tuesday at Springfield. Uh, so it's a great opportunity to see great golf. Whether you can just get out there for the morning or get there for the afternoon rounds when the when the scores are coming in. To well, see and if you have a young daughter and you're a father and you want to take, oh, yeah. motivate yeah. them. Absolutely. absolutely, it's yeah. incredible to watch. So it's it's great uh, great spectacle. And it is an eighteen hole qualifier, by the way. Oh, for, for the, the men, the men. Yeah. Okay. See, I think this is because yes, this is. is a sectional yeah. for the women. Do you I can shoot my seventy six and get out of there. Do you need a caddy for? Uh, U.S. Open qualifier? I, I do. No measuring devices either. Yeah. yeah my, I'm, I'm busy I, that day. All, know, thank you. all my coming. kids were texting me last yeah. night. They're like, oh, we can't use laser. <laughs> How does that work? I'm like. Isn't that amazing? They're sprinkler heads. Really? It's these face. Yeah. <laughs> they're sprinkler heads. And I said, do you know? I asked why, all of them, do you know the, how to why, read a pin sheet? Why is the USGA doing that? Because you're not allowed John, to use it in competition. John Gould of the yeah. PGA of America, would you whap those starch shirt, bow tie wearing ninnies in the Northeast upside the head, the USGA, the Far Hills Mafia, and tell them <laughs> to get with the program? I would. Uh, the, the, uh, but it's never going to change. But uh, they are firm believers that uh, determining the yardage on your own without a use, use of one of those devices is, is part of the is game. Part of the game. And, you know, we have come to... How about putting shoes on your horse to get to the course and, right. you know, and filing your own... That's ma- a good idea. Your spikes. PGA yeah. Tour doesn't like the Putting way the whipping on your driver. Yeah. It's, in, it's <laughs> inevitable that it's going to happen, but... Right. It, well, it, certainly, I mean, if you want to do it at the final event, fine, but for pace of play for these qualifiers and yes. things like that, you have to allow them. And again, my kids are going to be sitting here. i got to show them how to use a pin sheet real quick, which a lot of them have yep. in the major events. But a lot of the major events, they don't even give pin sheets anymore. Because what's the sense of that? Who are your guys that are going to be there, John? Oh, I, I have, I have five juniors who are playing in it. So nice. I know. You know, they're, they're. I said, look, at the beginning of the year, they're mostly sophomores and juniors. And I said, they said, what about the U.S. Open qualifier? I said, why not? Why not? So you get drummed if you get drummed, but you're not playing against the other people. It's another competition. You play the right. best round you possibly can, and and if someone qualifies, that's great. 
because then they get on the map for schools. You know what the most powerful rangefinder in the world is? Right here. No, it isn't. Okay. I will walk the woods with my rangefinder and just bap it off of trees and, and then gauge, and I'll go like, 172. Yeah, that's right. And I tune it in. I dial it in. You like Kramer. I, I, yeah, I can, that, I can, that's I, what the dome is for. I just figured that out. He's got a little radar right on top Yeah, absolutely, there. man. I just I can look at something. Like, for example, the Callaway sign here at, at Golfdom. Beep, beep. That's 18 yards. <laughs> when when I played, in. when we played at Yale in college, mm-hmm. there were no sprinkler heads marked or anything like that. And, of course, we had no radar. They had, the 150 bushes, you would think it would be a 150 bush. Yeah. Uh-uh. Three. Three bushes in a triangle. <laughs> yeah. About 10 yards apart yeah. from the back to the front. Well, which one? I, I have one more thing local from a local standpoint. So uh, our former club uh, called Old South, we finally got around to that. changing that name. And we are n- under new ownership. We're located in Lothian, Maryland, which is about 25 minutes south of Annapolis, about 30 minutes from Nationals Park Stadium, if not less. Uh, and so... Uh, Nationals Park, but we are under new ownership. We're called the Cannon Club, and we very are, fancy. Yeah, and we're kind of keeping with the theme, the you know, just the Cannon logo and this School. and that. But we are accepting members currently, or membership applications. Uh, and I, I hope if you're listening, we also have a second club opportunity. So if you're already a member of the club and you're looking to find another club, we've got a great opportunity there. But you can reach me or you can call the club and ask for the proper people. But it's a wonderful golf course for those of you that have played it. Um, All right, so. cool. We're we're going to do a show from out there, are yes, we not? Yeah, I hope so. Awesome. Last thing, a little MAPGA six MAPGA VSGA Junior Four Ball is this weekend. So you want to yeah. see the best juniors in the area, and they don't get many events go. to play together in team yeah. events. So Stony Creek cool. at Wintergreen and John Gould Junior Golf for parents listening right now that want to get their kids out competing. What do Absolutely. we got? Absolutely. Uh, uh, go to the MAPGA.com website. Click on Junior Golf. I know Winston, uh, Ron's son, plays in a lot of our events. A uh, couple things. Junior League is huge. We've, we're the one of the leading sections in the country, but it, we're still uh, booming growth, 20 25% growth in number of teams, number of players, number of captains. Uh, fun way to kids for kids to get involved with golf because it's team scramble, so they're not having a whole every ball on their own. So it's a great way to get started in golf. But certainly we have our junior tour uh, this year. We've made some uh, alterations to base it uh, based on skill as well as age, as opposed to just uh, specifically by age. Uh, so we, and in multiple events that are one day, two day. Pretty much, we can handle any junior, any skill level, whether yeah. a beginner, it's nine holes. That's what you have to understand. Up, up it's to, the best. I had four of my guys play in the spring fling this past week. We had some weather things and everything, and it was just run perfectly. Yeah. So definitely get involved and in John, the you've middle got PGA. A, you've got a new guy running yeah, your show. Yeah, I've got a new uh, junior golf director named Colin Elphick. Uh, came to us uh, from the great state of Iowa. And, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to getting him uh, trained up and uh, running our junior events. But we're, uh, we're very excited about the season. Good stuff. I'll end on this, boys. I had a woman come up to me at a remote a couple weeks ago, and she said, I love the golf show, and I don't know anything about golf. I don't play the game. She Perfect. said, I just love you guys and the way you talk and how passionate you are about the game. And I said, that is, ma'am, that's the nicest compliment 
I could get. And what I like is that we come on here and we treat each other rudely and we talk <laughs> over each other. We yell at each other and we're still friends at the end of the day. I love that. And we have yeah. zero preparation, by the way. Uh, <laughs> no, not true. <laughs> Wait. I brought stuff. Dave you guys have zero, you have zero preparation. He handed us a sheet as we were speaking. Yeah. I mean, that, that's it's late preparation, that's but it's preparation. Are. Late breaking preparation. All right, like boys. High school. All right. Thanks to Golfdom for having us and thank you for listening to the Capital Golf Gang on the Team 980. It's green. It's warming up. Up. It's golf season. Get on out there and play, and we will see you next time. This has been the Capital Golf Gang on the Team 980. If you'd like the gang to visit your home course, send your inquiries to zabe at yahoo.com. That's C-Z-A-B-E at yahoo.com. Or visit the show page at www.theteam980.com. And for free swag, we're all in extra large. So, yeah, thanks for the shirts. Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. My go-to order at Skyline has always been a regular three-way and cheese coney. But today, I made the switch to five-way. Those hearty beans and diced onions took it to another level. From now on, I'm a Skyline five-way guy.